Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Bobby. And I'm Andy. And we're all about Rugby League. M62. And beyond. Very good. Thank you. (laughs) But we'll have noticed a big change this week. Because unfortunately, Callum has succumbed to COVID. He has. So it's just me and you. It is. It is. Out of the... Out of the ashes, I rise like a phoenix. I can't, I can't help thinking that maybe most people would be thinking better just me on my own, but... Yeah, I don't blame them after some of the mistakes I make. <laughs> but we wish him all the best, and I'm sure everybody else will join us in wishing him a, a speedy recovery. We do. So, that's it. What have we got on tonight, then? Well, we've got our Round 14 Super League review. Mm-hmm. Some interesting games. Got my stats of the week. Which you've already pointed out are rubbish this week. They were really hard. <laughs> All the results didn't kind of go my way. and uh, It was, yeah. Uh, we've got part two of the halftime report. We have. Um, and then, uh, well, it, there's a lot on Bry to make up for Callum's absence. Yeah, there is. Um, on, the, uh, on the Prediction League, which... I'm sensing, I don't know the actual scores of everybody, but I'm sensing last week was a bit of a disaster. I think it was. Like, like I just said, some of the results were not they were, kind to us, were they? They weren't. They weren't. They were, some of them were quite surprising, or we misread them, whichever. But mm. um, there you go. Um, anyway, on the plus point, uh, me and Callum went to Nottingham yesterday watching some excellent tennis. Oh, yes, of course. How was it? Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Now, we got our picture taken with Dan Evans. Oh, he's like a cult hero around here. Yeah, the only thing I'm worried about now is Dan Evans misses Wimbledon with COVID. <laughs> Callum Lee to blame. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> so, there you go. So, uh, we, we we need to look out for Dan Evans' news and tennis over the next over the next week or so. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you see anyone? Uh, did you see anyone big now? Did you watch any anyone big? Uh, women's one was a lot stronger. Okay, uh, a lot stronger draw. But uh, we saw uh, Emma Raducanu. Uh, well, we saw her for seven games before she packed it in. Ah, I was uh, going to say, didn't she retire? Yeah, but then I saw Maria Sakkari, who's my favourite women's player. Oh, that's nice. She's great, and uh, she was really good. Oh, very good. Uh, which was which was good. So there you go. So yeah, Brilliant. excellent. Sounds like a good day. It was a good day. Uh, excellent. Except now. Uh, except now Callum's come uh, come back worse for wear with yes. COVID. So yes. there you go. Right, on to the review then. Yes. Let's well, uh, dive are, in. Are you, are you, no, let's not dive in. Are you comfortable with the jingle? Oh, yeah, of course. Right, let's go then. Okay. Here's a test for you. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Well done. Thank you. Well well remembered. Thanks. After a little nudge. (laughs) So where do you want to start with this then? Let's, I think we should start with Friday night. Uh, Probably a, a bit of a shock to most people. Warrington 4... Leeds 40. Do you know, it was a shock. Although, if it had been, let's say, Warrington 16, Leeds 18, mm. I don't think it, it would have been a shock. 
No. So I think the shock comes in the manner of the, yeah. the defeat for Warrington, especially at home. Um, I mean, we said on our mid, mid-season mid review last week, and we mentioned about Leeds, and I asked you and Callum, would Leeds make the top six? And you both immediately said no. So I think I think they will, because I think I can see signs now under Rowan Smith of them turning things around, not just with this result, but just turning things around slowly. And I think with other teams that are hit and miss around that sort of fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth type of position, I think they will make it. But this was a, was a big step. Uh, this was a big step for Leeds. And in actual fact, I mean, it, it was 40 points to four and they missed five goals as well. Yeah. So they could have hit the 50 mark. Yeah, you're not wrong. And I think... And I don't even think that Warrington were... I know it sounds daft when you've been put 40 points past you, but I don't even think Warrington were that poor. I think Leeds were just that good on the day. No, I think Warrington was shocking. Yeah. Well, put it this way. We are about three minutes into the pod or something, five minutes in or something like that, and already the wet paper towel defence of the, of, the, um, of, the, uh, of the year of the game, of the week, of the season, whatever, yeah. it's gone because Warrington have, have, have wrapped up because they've wrapped it up because some of the tries that they let in were absolutely woeful. Just walk-ins when people didn't even lay a hand on people. Yeah. Now, you can talk all you want about new structures, about the way they want to play, new philosophies, etc., etc. That, to me, if, you, if you're a Warrington fan or you're a Warrington player or whatever, that's unacceptable. Because the manner of the defeat was was absolutely appalling. It was something like thirty six nil over the last fifty minutes. It was four all at one point. Yeah, and then, and then over the, over the last sort of fifty minutes was about thirty six nil or something. And it was absolutely. I, I just thought from Warrington it was absolutely scandalous performance. I can see where you're coming from, but I I I do stand by that Leeds put on a on a good show, and and I think they scored some really well worked tries. Uh, the the one that stands out there, the kick across the across the face of the defence. Yeah. I think it was to, uh, I don't know, I, don't, I think it was Ash Hanley, but I don't think he scored the try, did he? I can't remember quite, but that that stood out for me. But I think Leeds were excellent, but I can understand where you're coming from with the Warrington defence as listen, well. Listen, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I've already said that Like, I think there's, there's seeds of, of growth there for Leeds under Rowan Smith. Mm. And I can see that. And I'm not taking anything away from Leeds because... That's probably Leeds' standout performance of the season. Yeah, right, and that gives them something to build on. But for Warrington, now suddenly they find themselves being dragged into a relegation dogfight, and yet Daryl Powell comes out and says we're in a good place. Right. Well, they're not in a good place about finding the way to Old Trafford, are they? No. But how can you come out and say we're in a good place after when that. after that performance? I just that's think embarrassing. I just think there's, all, and I think all through his career, I think there's always been somebody else to blame. Yeah, and I like him as a coach. I think he's expansive. I think, uh, I think his his teams play attractive footy. But I think that is just like that's just uh, just right. And if, and if it's that bad, say it's that bad. Fair enough. Because I think they they were they were bad, and they've got a they've got a massive game now coming up this week against Wakefield, and we'll get on to. In fact, we'll we'll go with Wakefield next. But well, they've got a massive game now away at Wakefield this week. Yeah, um, and there's all there's all rumours about unrest in the dressing room and things like that. But um, the next couple of weeks are going to be tell us a lot. I think about where Warrington are heading the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. So, I agree. 
Well, oh. you just mentioned Wakefield, who picked up a massive win this week uh, in a Golden Point thriller over Hull FC. Wakefield 19, Hull 18 after extra time. Do you know, people on the whole, I think, are pretty much against Golden Point. But I love it. I must admit, I really enjoy it. I do. I think it's brilliant. I just think it adds to the excitement and things like that. The only thing perhaps I would do is, if it's a draw, I'd give teams a point each. And if somebody wins in Golden Point... They get the two or something. They get the extra point. So it's like two, one, it's like a two bon- points to one. It's a you. bonus point. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that'd work. Both teams... But so after 80 minutes, you've, you've drew the game. Yeah. So you've, you've probably deserved something out of it. Yeah. But then you've gone to Golden Point, and then the other team, whoever wins, then gets the two points. Yeah. I think that's the way I would do it, personally. I can see that working, yeah. I think that would appease most people, definitely. Mm. But, but on this particular game, uh, Jacob Miller... 85th minute drop goal, brilliant drop goal. That's what it say. It didn't even just it didn't just go over, did it? It, it cleared by uh, by yeah. some distance. I think it went into those uh, those flat things they've got at the back. Yeah, I saw I saw a homemade video of it. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, from what, what somebody in the crowd was video. Why are you videoing it at that point in the game? I don't know, but no. it, was, it was actually good. I mean, I, there's no way I'd have been getting my phone out at that point in the game. Oh, absolutely to not. To drop goal, like to film a drop goal. But no, yeah. I'd have been too excited. But yeah, but I tell you what, what a huge win. Wakefield come back kept kept all FC scoreless in the second half yeah 18-6 down yeah at half time um, came back uh, 12-0 second half and wrapped it up with the golden point and the way that Toulouse are building and the way that the, the, the Wakefield have fell off with some really poor performances and poor results over the last couple of weeks that was a huge huge win I totally agree I I, I can't say Anything more than what you've already said there, really. Just great determination to come back. And as you said, kept what has been in the last few weeks a a pretty well-rounded Hull FC team scoreless in the second half. But does that again go back to what we were saying over the last few weeks? Jake Connor limps off early in the second half and all of a sudden Hull FC have no attack, Mm. no score, they're on the back foot and they end up losing. Is Jake Connor really the key to this whole FC squad? Oh, definitely. Definitely. But I also think it's like we've mentioned before. I think your top three in the league are set, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure what order at the minute, but I think you've got Saints, Catalans, Wigan. Yeah. And then I think from fourth to ninth or tenth, I think he's any he's he's any order you want to you want to mix it up in? Yeah, I agree. I think I think all those are up for you know they're up for a grab. That's why I think, for example, that Leeds will make the six because they'll get. I think they'll get on a run and put some wins together now. I just I feel like Leeds might make it, but I just I, I don't know. I feel like there's still a couple of teams that are stronger than in in Hull, KR, Hull, and and Huddersfield up there as well. I think I think that might force them. I, I think they might be a bit better next year. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to move on to Huddersfield. Okay. Because that was a big game. Catalan's Huddersfield. And you mentioned about them. And Huddersfield, I'll probably do them a disservice there with, with that, with the fourth. So, uh, sorry, Nathaniel, because I know he'll be listening. And um, Oh, and it was, his, it, was his birthday, it was his birthday today as well. Oh, was it? So, uh, happy birthday, Nathaniel. Yes, happy birthday. So, and thank you for your contributions. But yeah, um, that, I think, was the win of the season in Super League. 
I told I, I literally I have wrote that down. I'm not saying it's the game of the season, but I have wrote that down in my in my notes that Huddersfield that is result of the season. They've they've come back off an absolutely devastating blow in the Challenge Cup. Yep. Right. They've then had to go to arguably one of the the, the toughest places, the toughest place to go in the league with the travel, etc. And they've put in a blistering first half performance. They've really come out of the block strong when they could have been actually had a bit of a hangover, felt a bit sorry for themselves, and the game could have been out of sight. But no, they haven't. They've ended up hanging on, but I think that's more fatigue yeah. from playing the week before and things like that. And then and then they've sealed it at the end with a, a Chris McQueen try. But that is to me the win of the season that is that is the standout result of the year yeah i totally agree i mean going to going to catalans away is hard enough on its own most teams struggle there yeah but as you just said to come back and do that after a 78th minute loss in the challenge cup final every, every huddersfield player would not have been blamed for going there this week and just being just going, feeling sorry for himself. Yeah, a bit, going through no the one could have blamed them for that. And instead, they've picked themselves up and they thought, you know what, let's go after this Super League instead. And they have made a real statement yeah. in going for that there. A real statement. I think so as well. Yeah. That just, do you know what, Huddersfield, that shows to me that that shows that on, on the day, they can beat anybody. Yeah. And I think the Challenge Cup final showed that as well. Yeah, I that, agree. The last couple of minutes, I think on the day, one-off game, and I think they'll be, you know, they could be a real force in the playoffs because that could be, you know, one-off games, knockout footy. They're not to be discounted. No. So, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Congratulations to, to everybody at Uddersfield because that's a, a, that's, a, that's a great result, I think. Definitely. I agree. Um, let's look at the other finalists. Uh, Castleford 12, Wigan 32. Again, another... Another, you know, you could argue another stunning performance after the Challenge Cup final. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree with that again. Um, I think it's very easy to be on a high after a final like the Challenge Cup and just sort of, well, it doesn't really matter, does it? You know, we've won the Challenge Cup now. It's, you know, we can have a bit of a party. Let's let's see what happens. Well, tradition, it's a long party. Well, according to uh, Lee Radford, it is as well, isn't it? Yeah. Did you see what he said this week? No, I didn't. I missed that. Did you? So, uh, according to Lee Radford, that uh, apparently when he was in charge of Hull, uh, the two years they won the Challenge Cup, the week after they lost, because he's, in his own words, they'd walk, they'd literally only just walked out of the pub the night before. Right. So they turned up to the games most of the time hungover. Yeah. So now in this one, um, it was twenty-eight nil second half. I missed that, actually. Was that what it was? Was it 28 now? Yeah, it's uh, 12-4 Castleford at half-time. Oh, well. And it was 28-0 second half. I think that yellow card to Mahe Fenua changed, uh, changed the complex a bit because they scored right on half-time, didn't they, Wigan? Um, with, was it Liam Marshall, I think, yeah. maybe? Got the try? Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Liam Marshall got, gets his try. I think that changes the, the dynamic of the game a little bit. Yeah, Ca- uh, Castleford... You think we're going to be there for the taking? They're to be taking advantage of because of the because of the celebrations for the cup final. Yep. But normal service resumed in the second half, and that, that's that says a lot about Wigan as well. I think that in the fact that 
it was there. They were a bit rusty first half, but then second half they, they came out and thought, well, actually, you know, we've, we've, we're feeling good here. Yeah. And we're a good team. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the the loss of Cade Cust as well, mm. which is going to be a big loss for them. I think I think over the season you'll see that that loss for them come into play a bit more. But mm. no, really, he's quite a fan's favourite, isn't he, Cade Cust? They, they, they seem to uh, they seem to like him at Wigan, don't they? Yeah, they really do. Yeah, he's got a very highly rated kicking game as well. From what I from what I hear and see from most Wigan fans, so mm. I tell you, is liked as well, Mikey Lewis. Yes, he, he is. Was back this week, wasn't he? Yes, Mikey Lewis is is back on the scene and no doubt did that show in the, the result for Hulk IR. Hulk IR 43, Salford 16. Surprised? Very. I think we've, we've, we openly said last week, didn't we, that Hulk IR need a win. They need it fast. But the way Salford have been playing, I did not see it coming this week. No, and the way that both teams had, had been playing, I think as well. I, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it. Um, I, difficult. But we, we have, we've said before in the pod, Hull KR and Hull FC are the two most difficult teams to predict week in, week out, and both of them have shown this week again why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, re- excellent, uh, excellent performance. Um, Salford had this habit of either running teams really close. Having a having a really good win, or just getting completely battered. Yeah, and you're never quite sure which of those three is is going to happen with them. Yeah, and unfortunately, in more recent times, especially this year, it seems to lean to more wards getting battered a little bit more. And then, yeah, they like you say, they just have this this strong sort of... I mean, we'll come on to this in the in the review later on as well. They have this sort of strong middle. But I just... I'm not sure how you get the best out of Salford, to be honest with you. We'll come on to that into, into the mid-season report, but I think Paul Roll is doing well. Yes and no. I think based off the last few seasons, I think Salford maybe. Okay. We'll but, come on to that in it. We'll come on to that in a little bit then. Yeah. But in in terms of in in terms of this game, important for Hull KR to bounce back. I think very very important, and they they did so in style. Yeah. I think to to beat a team that's that's probably been on a bit more of a roll than you by a very comfortable margin. Uh, Lachlan Coote looked back to look to be his back at his best. Two try two early tries in the first half. Good support yeah. play on his second, and good, good play for his first try off his, uh, off his own kick. Yeah, and a drop goal on half time. And a drop goal on half time. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I still think Salford's defence has a lot to answer for. Yeah, it ran away with them a little bit, didn't it, at the start of the second half? Yeah, those first twenty minutes or so, first twenty-five minutes, it. You know, they conceded three tries and, it, and obviously the game's gone. It, it's run away with them a little bit there. Of course, yeah. And at 19-6, I mean, you, you've got yourself back in 18 nil at one point. You've got yourself back into it with a try. It's not ideal that Lachlan, Ke- Lachlan Coote, should I say, has then gone and kicked a drop goal to put you three scores behind. Again, I suppose. You, obviously, you can't, you, you know, it eliminates that drop goal option for them. But then to, to then concede... Early in the second half, your game's gone at that point. Yeah. Well, Coots had 21 points. In that game? Yeah. I'm gone. I, 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 might, I might have had it all wrong, actually. It might be 23. I think 23 points, I think, in the game. It's 
So only 20 points that he didn't score in the yeah. game. Brilliant. Yeah, two, and uh, Ben Crooks with a couple of tries and a couple of, I think, uh, I know Ryan Hall got one. Yeah, he did, yeah. And Ethan... Ethan Ryan? Yeah, he got the other one. So I think, so yeah, so Lachlan Coote. Yeah. yeah, 23 points. Well done. Excellent. Great performance. Yeah. Great um, performance. And then I think we've got one more game, I think, haven't we, somewhere? We have. We're heading we're back, back to, to France. France for yeah. Toulouse v St. Helens. Toulouse 14, Saints 28. Yeah, and I think the first and the most important thing out of this game is James Roby equaling the Super League appearance record with Kevin Sinfield. Amazing achievement. Absolutely. Fantastic. Just unbelievable. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I get the feeling that he deserves more than like a little round of applause on half. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah, but just a phenomenal servant over the years to uh, to St. Helens and just the game of rugby league. And if you couldn't already guess, I think I've already got one of my stats of the week for next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Providing he plays on Sunday against LKR. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Yeah. Um, interesting one. I mean, when you think about it, St. Helens have been blessed with probably the, the best hookers in the league since the start of Super League. Yeah, I agree. In two, I mean, over over 20 odd years with Cunningham and Roby, yeah. which is amazing, really. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, Kieran Cunningham, absolute legend at the club and in the game. And it makes you wonder now, if, if you were picking a an all-time Super League starting 13, I think those two would be the, the number nine. Yeah. But I wonder who would... Who, People would want who would start. There might be a recency bias, yeah, in that Roby's still playing, or whether Cunningham would would still be remembered enough to take the starting position. Yeah, personally, mm. I would start Cunningham with Roby off the bench, just because I feel like Roby is probably a little bit quicker, probably. I think he could come on and change the game a bit more than... You know, if you were losing or something, I think. Okay. But I don't think you would lose as Let well. Let me ask you this then. Go on. You've got no subs. <sighs> You've only got a 1-13. to 13. None of this 17 nonsense. You've got a 1-13. to 13. So that's 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 your, that's your best. That may Cause be... Because that's an easy cop-out. That, that may be... at 9, Roby at 14, let's yeah. say. You've got an easy cop-out. <laughs> that may be the hardest question you've ever asked me on this pod. Really? Okay. I think I, I... Do you want to come back to it in a bit? Roby. Do you pick Roby? Sure. And I, I mean, like, I'm talking like a grain of sand. Just. Like, that's how just Roby, I think. Twitter poll. Twitter poll. Well, go on. You can't ask me that and then not give you your own opinion. Cunningham. You're going Cunningham? Yeah. Okay. And as great as Roby's been, yeah, I think Cunningham was probably the last of what I would call an old-fashioned hooker. Okay, and the strength and the thing, the, the strength and the power that he had, um, and the vision and things like that. And I think he, he paved the way, I think, as well for modern hookers as well, yeah. particularly from scooting from dummy half and using the marker as a, a shield, that sort of thing, you know. And just think the script of his. Um, of his career 
scoring yeah. the last try at Knowlesley Road, all this type of stuff. Uh, but I, I just think that I, I just think that, and again, and I think you know you're right, and I think it is a, you know, I think it's only a, for me it's a couple of grains of sand, <laughs> but only. But that's you know, it's very very close. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway. Talking about going back to the uh, the game in hand. <laughs> yeah, good to see Regan Grace back in the in the game, and he got fold. a try for himself as well, which is a, a really nice pick up intercept as well. Forty yarder. Yeah, really nice. Um, he picked it up really well. I thought uh, a bit risky to go for an intercept like that. But. Yeah, and I think Saints will be pleased to uh, avenge the defeat that they had in Toulouse a few weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, probably not wanting to go down again in in Toulouse, but uh, I've got to say they looked. A lot better, Saints, with that f- fixed position of of Wellsby not having to flick between the fullback and the the halfback, like we've mentioned in recent weeks. Well, the good thing was for for them having Alpoati back allowed allowed that bit of um, uh, permanent fix, didn't it? To exactly, being yeah. the halves, didn't it? So uh, that was an easy that was an easy fix, I think, wasn't it? And then, yeah. And then really they had, as I think they do at the moment, I think they. they sort of attacking-wise, turn it on and off a little bit at the minute. And they had two spells, one in each half, that um, that, that really sealed the game. Yeah. Um, but I think, that, I think they have struggled to get some sort of forward momentum, I think, since uh, since Dodd's been out and they've been playing with half a half. Well, I think, I think that showed... Injury. I think that showed as well in the sense that Saints went to... Uh, sorry, no, Toulouse went 2-0 up, didn't they? Um, later on in the game, Saints took... The two from practically in front of the sticks about two yards out and they mm. did it a couple of times throughout the game and I think that shows uh, you know people will say well that shows to respect to Toulouse and, and how well they've come on and it, it does don't get me wrong it does but I think it also shows you that Saints may not be as comfortable in his attack as they once were mm. with that without their established halfbacks if I you agree. like yeah, totally I think agree. they still look a little bit uneasy yeah uh, pop, they might find the way in a few weeks once Wellsby settles in, but I think taking those two definitely shows that maybe they're not as comfortable as trying to force their way over the line as they did earlier on in the season. Yeah, important win as well though because now they've opened up a four point lead, haven't they? Yes, as I predicted on the pod last week. <laughs> predicted is that what you're calling it now? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So brilliant. So that was round. Was that four, round fourteen? Round fourteen. We are halfway just through. Over, yeah. yeah, halfway through the league. Yeah. yeah. It's all the stats of the week. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to unmute the microphones then. Oh, does that mean does that mean I was cut off in mid-flow? Yeah, sorry. Oh, brilliant. I'm sorry, I'm still learning. It's Callum's job, this. That's right. There was probably about a five-second gap then as well in between the thing. Anyway, you're doing all right. Doing all right. Thanks. And I'd rather you do it than me, so... Thanks. Okay, so, stats of the week. How many have we got, Stato? Uh, we've got five. Okay. Managed to pull five together, even though they're not my best work. Well, I say they're not my best work. I try hard. Don't listen. Don't don't dumb it down. You know, people have just switched off in the droves now because they're like, oh, well, these are going to be crap. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just that Callum said they were my best stats last week, and I feel like I've let us down. Right. Well, I'll be the judge of that. So stat one. Let's go. Okay. Stat one. Please stay with us. <laughs> Please. Okay. Uh, stat one. 
in the 2021 Origin Series, Latrell Mitchell and Tom Trebojevic combined for an 11 try involvements out of the 15 scored for New South Wales. Mm. Mitchell is out of game one and Turbell Tom is out for the series. And obviously, oh. obviously, uh, uh, it's uh, it's it's origin origin one. It is so excellent. So like, we're looking forward to that. Yes. Okay. Stat two then. Stat two. Hull FC have the worst second half record of all the top six Super League clubs. They've been nilled three times and only score an average of nine points in the second half. Now that's you see you could read a lot into that. That's really interesting. That mm. what's that? Is that conditioning? Is that a mental thing? Is that this? Are they switched off? Do they play differently in the second half? Do they have different tactics? Mm. Um, are they trying to hold on to a lead? Are they not as expansive? All I don't, I don't know the answers. I'm just no. saying. I'm just, All I'm really good questions. Really good. Yeah. All really that good. that is really interesting. That's a good one. That Thanks. well done. Okay, start three. Maybe they're not as bad as I thought. No. Uh, stat number three, Aidan Caesar has only won one game for Leeds this season. He's only played in one victory for Leeds. Statistically, it makes him the worst marquee signing in Super League. Right. I know he's been out with injury, that's why I say statistically, so yeah. all the Leeds fans going mad at me now. But there's like one, yeah. But he's only had one victory. He's only had one win in Leeds this season. Okay. Uh, stat number four, Liam, Liam Marshall has joined the 100 club. Yeah, well he done. He scored his 100th and I think his 101st try for against Castleford this week. Uh, he is the 54th player overall, but only the 20th winger. Really? Hmm. That's, that's interesting in itself. Mm. But congratulations, Liam Marshall. Twentieth winger. Mm. You'd think there'd be about thirty-five, wouldn't you? There. Yeah, out of a possible fifty-four, you would expect wingers to be a lot more. Of course, you would. Yeah, but there was a, there was a lot of centres, right? Uh, there was a lot of centres. Greedy. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of centres and a couple of half backs in there. Yeah, full backs. Full backs. Yeah. But if I remember, I might have to check my list again, but I think there was only one forward. Right. Which was Paul Sculthorpe. Really? If, I, if, if I'm if i right, there might be another one in there, but there's not okay. many forwards. There you go then. And the fifth and final stat, which shocked me a little bit, uh, Huddersfield haven't lost at Catalans since 2019. Not that long. No, only, I know. It's only three seasons. <laughs> Yeah, but they play like a couple of. They played them like uh, I think. I think they played them about five or six times away. Oh, fair enough. In the well, in the few years, right? Because obviously they play like the they can play them again on the rolling fixtures. Yeah, of course can't they can. They? Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, it just surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, they weren't as bad as I thought. Then well done. Oh, thanks. That's all right. <laughs> Proud of myself now. Oh, it's good that. So, no, well done. Thank you for that. Then, um, shall we move on to? Um, our half-term review part two. We shall indeed. We've got the 
bottom half of the alphabet. Okay. So I've not even wrote them in order here. So <laughs> I think first is Salford. Salford. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How are you grading Salford? Well, they sit ninth in the league. Yeah. They've got five wins and nine losses. Yeah. I think this is probably the maybe the hardest one of this bottom half, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had a very mixed season. They've had some really good wins, some really big losses, and some really close losses as well. I think they were unlucky in a few other occasions, you know, uh, the Wigan one springs to mind. St. Helens as well. St. Helens as well, yeah. St. really close. So, you know, you think maybe they're turning a corner there, then they come and have a couple of decent wins over the last few weeks. And then unfortunately they get battered off OKR this week and seem to go to one step forward, two steps back again. But I gave them a grade of a D. A D? A D. See, I took a different view. See, I think they go two steps forward and one back. Okay. Rather than the way around. Okay. I think you've got to think about the expectations of Salford as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And this is what I was going to bring up when you were talking about Paul, Paul Rowley before. I think if you look at Salford's last few seasons, Grand Final, Challenge Cup Final, and then the... Uh, I can't think where they finished last year. Hmm. Um, well, they made the playoffs, didn't they? Did they make, they made the so. playoffs. I'm sure they did, actually. Yes, no, they did, because they beat. They I think they beat Castleford. Yeah, they did. But, right, and I get all that, but I always think they're up against it in terms of finance. They're up against it in terms of keeping players or signing players or whatever. I think they've got a good back line. I think Brodie Croft has been an inspired signing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Croft and Sneed have, have done well. Okay. When they've played together, when they've been able to play. So I, th- I go the other way a little bit with them. I think they're building something really good. I think the expectation, and I think you, you grade them on the expectations... Um, I've actually given them a B minus. Even though they've got a losing record, I don't think they're going to be in a relegate. I don't think they're going to be in relegation trouble. I think they'll pick up enough wins on the way, and it gives them something to build on. So I'm quite positive around Salford, to be honest. Probably more than probably more than most people. Okay, I, I respect that. I, I get where you're coming from with it, but I just don't see. How a team with nine losses in a fourteen-game season and sit ninth in the table can be a B minus. But mm-hmm. you might have convinced me. I might. I might change my grade to a C. And I think they might, like you say, maybe end, if we do it's, this at the end of the season, it might be a different review for them. I think it's about. To me, sometimes I think it's about expectations where okay. you do this review, where you do this grading. Yeah, I, 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 I have think, done that on a couple. Know, otherwise, of the others, it's so. easy to go A A A B B C C D D E E F. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've done that on a couple of others. So, yeah. out of risk, yeah. To be fair, do you know what you've convinced me? I'll, I'm going to change it to a C. Okay, I'm going to give them a C. I don't think they're quite high as a B, but do you know what? I will give them a C. Okay, I'll change my grade. Okay, uh, St Helens. Well, they sit first in the league, mm-hmm. twelve wins and two losses. One to the surprising. To lose 
and the other one was to Castleford when they when they left about yes when, when they, they left, played when they left about seventeen players out <laughs> yes I think they have once again been the benchmark of the league I think they've set the standards high especially in the first few uh, few games I think we mentioned before you know they started to wobble a bit now they've probably lost Dodd for the season and stuff but mm. see if they can pick themselves back up. They've got the second best points scored and considerably the least amount of points conceded by the next nearest competitors in Catalan. They've got a 54-point difference in, in conceding points. I think they have been fantastic again. I think they've been value for value for money and you can clearly see <clears throat> why they have won three finals in a row. It's hard to once again look past them for that fourth, but time will tell. I don't think I can give them any other grade than an A. Okay. Um, all sport, no matter what the sport, all sport is go, comes and goes in cycles. Yep. Great teams come, great teams go, and... Sometimes it's about having that structure to keep you there at the top. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> I agree with everything you've said. I don't think, though, that they're as convincing as they were a year or two ago. And I think that's partly because they've they've had injuries. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's partly because that, as is the case with all sport, again, the gap closes because other teams improve. Mm-hmm. You can't keep widening the gap and widening the gap. You, you can't. So, you, you, so other teams underneath think, "Well, we can't keep we can't keep getting stuffed by these every time." Yeah. So the gap closes. So I think because of that, they've struggled with the halves a little bit since Dodd's been out. Yep. I don't think they're as free flowing, and I don't think they're as convincing. As they win, I think they win a lot of games on on the defense. The defense is is phenomenal. Yeah, they are winning a lot of games on. You're talking about an A grade for the defense, and that's just like that's yeah. just not in it. It's just fantastic. Ten out of ten, A well, plus. I think going forward, I think scoring wise, I think they've dropped off a little bit because they've they've struggled with the combinations. Yep. Um, I think they'll be disappointed with the Challenge Cup result. Getting beat in the semis. Yeah, definitely. And I think the way they played on that day as well, they'll be more disappointed with. Yeah, especially having a fight back to eighteen forty. They lost well. it completely. Yeah. Had it and then lost it again. Yeah. So I think they'll I think they'll be disappointed with that. Um so I'm gonna give them a B plus. Okay. And again, that's on expectations, I think. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. To lose. <laughs> well, so they sit bottom of the league in 12th with only two wins in the season and 12 losses. I think they had a very, very poor start. I think we've been very open about this, that the team they had at the start was not Super League quality and was not going to stay in this league. However, over the last few Weeks they have started to attract some big names, higher quality players in like the likes of Corey Norman, for example, who I think will be a big a big change of culture at the club. 
starting to find a little bit of form. You know, they're not, they're not, the thing is with Toulouse is they're not going out there and they're not getting beat by 50 odd points every week, which I think is a very positive thing for Toulouse. I want to give them a higher grade. I really, really do. And I think at the end of the season, I might change my mind. Mm. But with a team of two losses, uh, sorry, 12 losses and two wins, I have to give them an F. Mm. Okay. And I, you've, you've nailed all the, the major points there. They, they lost Mark, um, uh, Mark uh, Kirella. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Ford. Yes. Who could swap places with them next year. Featherstone. Yes, they've both gone to Featherstone. Yeah, you're yeah, right. They could yeah. swap them places. But I don't think it's as cut and dried as that. Okay. And I think you're right. And I think based on what they did at the start, I think uh, it would have been an F. Yeah. And I think, though, now, the way that they're performing, they've closed the gaps in, in games. They're not getting battered by anybody. Nope. They're closing games. They look capable of winning some, especially at home. Yep. Um, you just pointed out in the last game against Saints, you got the champions there that are taking the two points on offer. Yeah. To keep the scoreboard rolling. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a D. Okay. Because I think from where they were at the start of the season, they're like one of these. You know, when you get these these um, schools that like they end up like they're that bad, they end up in special measures. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's what they were like at the start, isn't it? That's what they were like at the start. Kids like this. so all 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 the all the all the normal kids go to the school go to the, the school up the road, right? Right. But then all the like absolute like just oh we don't want them in the school. <laughs> you know the ones that like you know set fire to the classrooms and that sort of stuff. <laughs> right. They've gone to Toulouse, but then so Ofsted have come in and gone. Listen, listen. You've got no furniture in your school, right? Because all your kids have set it on fire, right? Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Where right. to? Not bothered. Just get rid of them. Right. And bring bring, bring some cleverer kids in. Okay. And that's what they've done. Okay. So they've got rid of the arsonists, right? They've, got, they've, got, they've brought better kids in, better behaved kids. Yeah. And their Ofsted report has gone from an F to a D. Okay. And they've got a big banner outside outside the ground that says "improving." That that might just be the best analogy or team review that we will ever have in this in this podcast. Thanks. <laughs> that was that was fantastic. That was that was a great story. Yeah. So now, if they start winning and you say Toulouse are on fire. Don't take it that the arse yeah. are back, like, you know, because it's not the case. It's in a good way. Okay. I shall definitely keep that in mind. Okay. Um, Wakefield. I don't know how to follow that now with Wakefield, but go on. <laughs> I don't either. But, right, okay, Wakefield. So we go one place up the leaderboard. We go to 11th with four wins and 10 losses. They had a Poor start. I think they had a good start. I mean, they had a good end to last season when Willie Poaching took over. And yeah. they sort of rode that wave a little bit and looked for a spell. I thought, actually, they might even make top six here. 
And then they've just dropped completely off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. Um, they, had a, they had that solid middle, didn't they? They, they picked up the win against Warrington. Mm. Backed it up the week after in the Challenge Cup. Uh, I think they won a couple of others. And then just from that, that hammering off, off Wigan in the Challenge Cup quarters, mm. like you said, cliff diving into water. But that was a ma- like I said, that was a massive win last week. Is that... Um, it's worrying times, I think, for Wakefield at the minute. Um, and it looks like it's going to be the same sort of seesaw season. Yeah. Um, but is it between Wakefield and Toulouse for that relegation slot? Because other teams look capable of stringing wins together. Yeah. Leeds look capable of stringing three or four wins together. It takes them out of it. Yeah. Um, Warrington, you would say. On well, paper, look yeah. capable of stringing three wins together. Yeah. Do Wakefield and Toulouse look as though they're capable of stringing two, three wins together? And then that could bring Salford back in. Yeah. But on this one with Wakefield, I've given them a D because I think I expected better off them. Going off last season, you have to assume that, yeah, Willie, Willie Poaching comes in and you, you have to assume that he carries on that, that good work. I'm surprised they're in eleventh. Other, te- I... other teams have other teams have outperformed themselves. I am... i.e. Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. Some teams have had a really good. Like I said, they've had a bit of a run, uh, and you think how have they got there? Castleford, Salford. Oh, we'll pick up some good wins here and there, mm-hmm. and they haven't fit into any of those categories so far. I am. Um... Not surprised they are 11th. I am more surprised that there's only a four-point gap between 11th and 12th. That's what I would more say. Yeah. I think Wake, I had Wakefield down to finish 11th. I couldn't see them being any higher than that. Mm. I didn't expect the season to be as, as controversial as in, in, this, in the sense that Leeds and Warrington and 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 Huddersfield being higher up and, and Hulk KR staying you know, all of that. But I had them down for eleventh. I just don't I just didn't expect it to be so close between them and Toulouse. Mm. Um but I I gave them a D originally. Yep. And then I changed it to an F again. Right. Because unfortunately they had that seven straight losses. And I think that is a massive killer okay. in Super League. Okay. Final two of our midterm review. Warrington Wolves. Well, what can you say about Warrington this season? Um, they've been definitely light in the pack, uh, which has killed them. Yeah. They've had a Chris Hill-sized hole yep. that they haven't replace it's took them until this week or whatever to start thinking about that with they've brought in that one from West Tigers aren't they is it Thomas yeah. Mikalele or something is that how you say it uh, I don't know but I'm not like, even going to I'll just leave that to you something like that anyway um, but they brought Kyle Amore in they brought Kyle Amore in um, and they've looked at review. they've looked at recruiting the props for next season yeah while also letting one go yeah. in Mike Cooper. Cooper going to Wigan on a one year deal but They've been lighting the props, which has cost them this season. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rumours of unrest. Whether that's true or not, none of us know. No. Uh, but they've been awful. 
Yeah. And based on that, I've given them an F. I give them an F as well. Because of the expectations, you would imagine them to be top three, top four. Well, do you know and what? They're nowhere, they're nowhere near that team. No. Do you know what, as well? Do you know what made me give them an F even more so than, than usual? They won the first three games. Mm. They have won two games in 11 rounds. That's worrying, isn't it? That's, that For a club it, of Warrington's stature... Yeah, that makes it even worse. That's, yeah. that's poor. That makes it even worse. Yeah, so that's an F. And yeah. finally, Wigan Warriors. <clears throat> Again, this is this is with Salford, this was probably my hardest grade. I could not pick a grade for them. But, but you have done. I have done, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um based off last season, massive, massive amount of improvement on last season. And maybe the you know the season before. Challenge Cup winners, most points scored in the league. Uh, however, on the downside to that, they have conceded the most out of the top six. Um, but again, just that overall improvement on last year. Uh, they sit third in the table. I think they they probably. I think again, it's between Saints, Catalan, and, and Wigan for that grand final spot. I think I think those three are your. Maybe we'll just feel if you you know again they they, they did they did well in the Challenge Cups so if you include them. I think your you top four there. Um, but I gave them a B plus. Okay. Um, well, they're the only team that can win the double or the treble. Yeah. So they, they've won the the only silverware on offer so far, uh, and done well to do that. I think they've exceeded all expectations. Yep. I think the coaching setup has been uh, revolutionary for them in the way that they've done it with Matty Pete and then the, and then the, a really really strong backroom staff. Yep. Uh, with Breers and O'Loughlin. Congratulations, Sean O'Loughlin, on his MBE. OBE. Is it OBE? OBE. OBE. Yes, yeah. congratulations. Um, and Sean Wayne milling around in the background, yep. doing whatever. And I think that, that coaching setup personifies them. Yep. Um, I think they've had the, the eye catcher performance, performer, sorry, in, in Jay Field. Yep. And you know the people talk about land, uh, the uh, Man of Steel. Yep, and it's a foregone conclusion. Um, I actually think they've had the Man of Steel in their team, but it's not Field. I think Liam Farrell has been a real leader and has been absolutely outstanding for them. Yeah, Liam Farrell has been. And if I was fantastic. picking a Man of Steel now, then I would go with Farrell. Yeah, over the. I'm not going to say hype, but I'm going to say the over the. Uh, Excitement the, and the headline catcher, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, because of that, I've given them, I've given them an A. Okay. And I think they've been the um, uh, probably the standout story this season. Fair enough. I can't, I, I can't disagree with anything you've said there. Yeah. I just feel like I, I feel like I could push up to an A maybe towards the end of the season, but I think for now. I'm sitting on that B plus for them. Well, let's see. let's see what it's like at the end of full term, shall we? We shall indeed. Let's see whether uh, let's see whether they can do the treble. Whether Saints have got four in a row, um, on whether the school's burnt down. Yes, let's all, have a see. All to be decided. Yeah. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. 
Yes, NRL. Not many games this week because it's Origin. It is, yeah. There's only a few games on offer. Yeah. Uh, I think the Blues will take game one, by the way. Okay. I think it's very 50-50. I think if you, even if you have either Luttrell or Turbo Tom playing, I think they take it. I think because both of them are missing, I think it can go either way. But I am a Blues fan, so I'm going to stick with them and I'm going to say New South Wales. Okay. I think Queensland have got a young side. Okay. Um, and I think it might be might be too much. Well, we shall see. We shall. Anyway, the league games this week. Um, Titans 6, Cowboys 32. Not a good result for your team there, was it? Um, no, uh, I think we collapsed in the second half again. <laughs> They're worse than Hull in the second half. <laughs> Do you know what? I might have a look at those stats for you. <laughs> no, don't bother. <laughs> Panthers 30, Bulldogs 18. Like a machine, and the other one are just just. No, not very good, are they? It doesn't really matter if you've got Nathan Cleary missing, does it? They, no, they, they turn up. No, Sea Eagles forty four, Warriors twelve. Yes, and that coincides with uh, Nathan Brown. Yeah, uh, losing his job. Yes, it does, Nate. Uh, yeah, which brings us back on to the question that we've been asking over the last couple of weeks around Christian Wolf because he's now one of the favourites for that job. Yes, uh, and. I've also well, there's now three coaching jobs available, isn't there? Yes, because Michael Maguire has now been released by the West Tigers, hasn't he? So I think three NRL clubs calling for a a Super League coach of Christian Wolf's standard mm. will be uh, will be hard to resist for him. I think mm. all depends whether they can wait to the end of the English season or whether you know they want that mm. filled now or how they would go about it because it's not great timing, is it? You know, so no, because Stacey Jones has taken over it. The Warriors so what far. What a player he was. He was fantastic, wasn't he? He was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. We saw, Very, his, we saw his last vast, ever game. Yeah, vastly underrated. Yeah. Vastly underrated. He doesn't get a mention with some of the great scrum halves that have played, but he was fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, and the last game, uh, the Raiders 22, the Roosters 16. Roosters came back in that one, didn't they? And then, uh, and then Raiders sealed it at the end. They did, yeah. But, they did. Uh, yeah, so that was... Uh, that was that was the NRL for this week. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Well, we have one last thing, and it is this. Move forward podcast prediction league with six again. And of course, that buzzer can only mean one thing, and I am delighted to be joined on the phone by Bry. How are you, Bry? Hi, boys. How are we? Hi, Bry. You okay? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Bit of a change tonight, Bry. I'm afraid it's just me and Bobbles because uh, uh, Callum has unfortunately uh, succumbed to COVID. So we've got, it, but we've got his predictions though. We have, which is well, which is obviously the most important thing. Isn't it? Well, well, I think I think I'm not. I, I'm I know COVID serious, but let's be honest here, because I've now joined them in the same amount of points in the table. I think oh. you might just want to not be here. Got to the bottom of it. So that's the real reason he don't want to be here. He's got predictionitis. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh. right. Do you want to bring us up to date? Uh, well, yeah. Um, 
we had let's put it in layman's terms it was awful it was a rubbish week um, for everybody wasn't it last week yeah it everyone done bad we had the lowest points were two we're not going to name who they are we've seen it all on Twitter if you want to have a look go and have a look um, it was and Louise, the <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the highest was 11 by myself yes Brian um, we had two spot-ons, uh, myself and yourself, Andy. Yay! We both got the um, St. Helens score right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, at I the noticed, moment... Brian, noticed there's no, um, uh, there's no applause jingle for that sort of... Uh, uh, for that for that brilliant, brilliant prediction. Yeah. Bobby said you don't deserve one. He just doesn't know where the button is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I'm just not pressing it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we've got a table of the insiders at top on 262. Um, there's a bit of a gap then to yourself, Andy. Um, top of my head, I think it's 28 points. Um, then a seven-point gap to Callum in third, who's in third in name order. If I put it down as Bry, he'd be fourth, but I've not. I've put it down as six again. So he's in third, myself on fourth with the same amount of points. Then there's a gap to the stats team on 191. So there's about a 35-point gap to the stats team. Then Lancashire, there's a 10-point gap. They're in sixth on 181. And Yorkshire have closed the gap. Three points now just between the bottom two. Right. Now you say that, right? But I, I knew it was on for Yorkshire this week. Oh, yeah, so do I. And they could be doomed. <laughs> that gap could open up. If it was anything like his last performance, Yorkshire could be absolutely doomed this week because uh, when he was predicting things like, you know, Leeds by 81 or something, one of your last Leeds by three, week, I think he said, didn't yeah, he? something like that. Yeah. Anyway. And so, a draw. In a draw, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's a draw. <laughs> Deary me. Who, even bet 365 don't predict a draw. <laughs> Right, Brian. Who are, th- who are this week's uh, who, who are this week's contestants? Well, we'll leave Yorkshire first. First okay. of all, the insiders we've got um, Harry Price, who plays for North Wales Crusaders and Wales Wheelchair Rugby League teams. Excellent. Welcome. Welcome. Um, for Lancashire, we've got Saint Biffy. Yes. Stevens Park. Um, then Yorkshire. I was going to leave them for last, but we've got Jordan Bach, our Leeds fan. <laughs> the whole of Yorkshire's just gone. Oh. <laughs> Not again. And the stats team yeah. was going to be Roy. Roy was going to be back this week. Yeah. But I had a message off for them when I asked them could he do it, and he said only if Bobby does it. <laughs> All right. And Bobby messaged me, but tell you himself. Uh, he said, do I really have to? Because I was really confident about last week. Yeah. Then he found out that Jordan wanted him. And yeah. went, right, let's... And then Jordan... I think Bobby's gone a bit serious this it's week. It's on. It's on. <laughs> it's put a lot of thought into it. He thinks it. he's some sort of prediction guru, though. And he, like, you know... need to knock him down a peg. All right, I might not enough. be doing great myself, but, you know... We did a draw last week. Is, is that why you've changed, changed another one again this week, Bobby? No, I just... I was writing my review and I just... Sa- yeah, but Sam, as Sam said, when I received your message this morning to change what Sam said, you change predictions more than she changes underwear. <laughs> uh, 
all is I know is is that uh, is that right from Castats has dropped Bobby. That's all I'm saying. Well, Roy's going to be back for the next few weeks because obviously we need to even it out. Oh, well, so Bobby's going to have a vest soon. Yeah, well, they might climb the table now then. Yeah, oh, thanks. So there you go. Right, so we, should we go through them quickly then? Yeah, that's too quick. Okay, first game. Huddersfield for Leeds, Friday, 7.45. Okay. Um, tough game really overall now that Leeds looked to really put on that performance against Warrington. It looked a lot better. I still think Huddersfield had that really strong response in, in the south of France, which just edges them for me. And uh, I think at home, I think the fans will be really behind them after that Challenge Cup uh, defeat. So I'm going Huddersfield by six. Mm. Similar thing, Leeds improving. Uh, Huddersfield, I think, will still have the edge, uh, really knocking on the door, as we talked about earlier in the pod. Uh, Huddersfield, ten. And what's Callum gone? Uh, he has also gone Huddersfield 10. Okay. We don't have a clean sweep, boys. Okay. Um, Jordan for Yorkshire, Leeds fan. Leeds by 10. Uh, St. Biffy for Lancashire, Huddersfield by 8. Hardy for the Insiders, Leeds by 8. And myself, I think it's going to be really close. I've gone Huddersfield by 2. Okay. Oh, we know what that means, Bri. <laughs> Yeah, I think Leeds are going to win. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, next game, Bry. Salford for Wigan, Friday, 8 o'clock, Sky Sports. I can see... We've we've talked at length about Salford tonight. Mm. And I, I think I can see them getting on the end of, a, of another run where they're not going to do well for the next few games. So with that in mind, and Wigan on a bit of a, a, a storm at the minute, I can see a big win, and I can see Wigan 20. I honestly thought you were going to go down the other field last season, we've done. <laughs> and say they were going to win. I, uh, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I think we've already spoke about that. So I will go Wigan 18. And Callum has also done the same prediction of Wigan 18. Well then, I'll start with myself, because I've also gone Wigan by 20, like yourself, Andy. We might have another St. Helens from last it week. It looks like it, bro, yeah. Great it does, doesn't it? That, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got a clean sweep. Um, Jordan for Yorkshire, Wigan by 14. St. Biffy for Lancashire, Wigan by 12. And Harry for the Insiders, Wigan by 16. Okay. Next game. Catalan for Hull, Saturday, 5 o'clock UK time on Sky. Uh, well, this is the one I changed my mind on, um, but I feel I may have changed too quickly because I did forget that now Jake Connor looks to be on the sideline for a long time. Um, I think they both need to bounce back. I think Catalan will be stronger at home. Uh, I'm going to say Catalan by ten. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll need to win, get back to winning ways. Uh, the stuff that we talked about about Hull FC is particularly on the travels. Yep. Um, especially in the second half, as we've said. Yep. Uh, Catalan 18. Uh, Callum has gone Catalan by 14. We don't have a clean sweep. Jordan for Yorkshire, Catalan by 8. Also, Catalan by for St. Bay Lancashire. Paddy for the insiders has gone Hull by 2. Okay. Ooh. And I've gone Catalan by 16. Okay. Bobby's original one was Catalan by 14. So he, he makes it sound like that he's put up. Yeah. But he'd only changed it by four points. Yeah. 
Next game. Toulouse v Castle. Sunday, 2.30pm. UK time. I think, I, this is... There's two games for me here this week that are really difficult. Well, there's three, actually. This is one of the ones that's really difficult to predict. Yeah. Um, I've got caught up in the... Uh, in, into the the uh, Toulouse Ofsted. Mm-hmm. We you, we'll have to you'll have to listen to that, Bry, to understand that one. Um, I, I can get it, but I'm, I'm on the same page. You, well, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you'll enjoy this one, Bry. Um, but then I think, do you know what? I think Toulouse are going to win. Okay, I'm going with Toulouse, and I'm going with Toulouse by six. I think with the way they're building. Um, I think they do a win. I think they'll do it. Do you know what? This was a real head and heart decision for me. I think your, your heart, your, your head tells you Castleford have to win this game. They, 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 it's must win. They've got to do it. But then every other fibre you're being sort of says, well, it's to lose at home. They're building. They're doing well. You You can't just ignore that. But... God, I wanted to go to lose, but I haven't, and I've gone Castleford by two. Okay. And Callum has gone? Callum has gone uh, Castleford by 16. Mm, so he's not not messing about. No, he's not convinced. Okay. Mixed bag. Jordan for Yorkshire, to lose by six. St. Biffy for Lancashire, Castleford by 14. Also, Harry for the Insiders, Castleford by 14. And I told you we were on the same page, mate. I've gone to lose by eight. Mm-hmm. There yep. you go. Yeah, I think so. Next game, Brian. St. Helens v. Hull KR, Sunday, 3 o'clock, and we're going to be there. Excellent. This week. Very good. Yeah. Um, I think, as we've said in the review, Saints did look stronger last week with that, that fixed position of Wellsby. Uh, not so much uh, having to flip between the two positions, as we said in the, the full-back, half-back. I think uh, there'll be... Glad to be back in front of their their home fans after a few weeks, and I think as much as Holkar did that big win against Salford, I still can't look past Saints, and I've gone Saints by fourteen. Uh, not much else to say. Big win, Saints thirty. Callum has gone Saints eighteen, and we've got a clean sweep. We have Jordan for Yorkshire, Saints by sixteen. St. Biffy, St. Van, Lancashire, Saints by 22. Paddy for the Insiders, Saints by 8. And I've got a little bit closer, Saints by 12. Okay. <clears throat> that should give us one more game. The return of the double-legger. Wakefield v. Warrington, Sunday, 3 o'clock. Um, I, I, I'm still on and arming about which way to go on this, to be honest. So am I. You know when we've had in the past we've had the predictions and we've gone oh well Leeds I'm picking Leeds because I don't know why I'm picking them yeah this is a oh. similar thing Hull yeah. I'm picking all I don't know why this is a this is a I'm picking Warrington but I don't quite know why I'm picking them yeah I agree um, especially after Wakefield had a good win last week again um, surely they've got to do better Warrington got to do better. I'm based on that, and just that's that's the only thing I'm basing it on is Warrington by ten, and that is an absolute complete stab in the dark. I think I, <laughs> I totally agree with you. 
I think the only thing that will make it any different for them is the fact that the the fans walked out on them against Leeds at about 60 minutes. And I think that might have maybe sunk in with the players a bit more that this is not good enough. But again, I don't know why. I've gone exactly the same as you, Andy. I've gone Warrington by 10. And Callum has gone Warrington by 8. We have a mixed bag. Jordan for Yorkshire, Waddington by 6. St. Beefy for Lancashire, also Waddington by 6. Harry for the insiders, Wakefield by 10. And myself, Wakefield by 4. And I saw pictures of people at half-time last week for Waddington in a restaurant <laughs> wow. in, in the second half. D- difficult. It left at half-time. Difficult one, that, isn't it? Really difficult one. It well, really is. Well... Excellent. We shall see. I'll watch that one with uh, anticipation. That one because I think that's that's quite a, a telling game. I think that one. An I think the first game, game of the week, the first game of the week, Huddersfield for Leeds, and yeah. the last game of the week, are arguably the two best games. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah totally agree. Totally agree. Well, another weekend, another exciting weekend of Super League coming up. So I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it? That does just about wrap us up. Now here's a here's a test. Are you going to be able to? Are you going to be able to play us out now and everything? I'll try. If not, just hold me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go down. down, 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 down. <laughs> Bobby said they go. Right, we're going to have a go at this. Bry, thank you again. And Not a problem, boys. Old Callum's better soon. All right, and let's let's see if we can let's see if we can do it. If you're going anywhere this week, enjoy your rugby league and. I'm trying to watch Bobby do all the buttons at the same time, but enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy your rugby league. And it's goodbye from all of us here. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, he's pressed the wrong button. I pressed button. the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Should we try it again? Should we give it one more go? Yeah. It's, it's like that. Beep. Right, let's go again. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. It's wherever you're watching your rugby league this week, enjoy yourselves. And it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>